The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Slides into Wales, Wales to a goal. Oh, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. Oh, and for the first time in 42 yes. years, yes. Rotherham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, the Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! The Duffy! Scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Hello everybody, welcome again to New York Talk, this is the Rodham United Podcast. We will be as smiley and positive as is humanly possible tonight. That might be quite difficult though. Um, we have 2-1 defeat at home to Bristol City to talk about, and then we've got to go to some team on the South Coast, which should be quite easy um, on Saturday afternoon, I would, I would have thought. Uh, we'll cover that in a minute. Nick, how's things? Other than Danny. <laughs> I <don't know> about- <laughs> That noise with Danny cleaning his camera. Although, yes, that's a really big difference. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm all right. Well, thank you. All good. Good. Uh, Danny, how are you doing? Um, I'm comfort eating. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And Joy, how are you? Nice to have you back with us. How are you doing? Uh, not bad. Hoping to live up to my name today. <laughs> we need it. We need it at the minute. Yeah. Um, so thank you all for those people in the comments. We will get through loads of comments. I suspect this is one of those nights where people will have an opinion. We will all disagree with each other. We'll shout, call each other names. But by the end, we'll all be friends. I wish they had to eat chips on camera, if I'm being honest. John Hensby says, hello, everybody. In life, great. Yeah, Terry is with us. Uh, Sarah Ogden, Steve Gundy, Sarah Kumar. Loads of people with us so far. Thank you all. Stop counting as well. Um, Mick, where to start, where to start, where to start? A loss. It's mm. another loss. One point since in this sort of international break window, if you like. Just the point against Preston so far. Uh, just general thoughts on the game. There's lots to pick up, there's lots of comments, but during the game to pick up from individual moments, so on and so on. But just your general thoughts on the 90-plus minutes. Um. I thought it was a poor game, frankly, mm. all, all over, all, all 
pretty much for the full 90 minutes, there were periods of it where uh, either team were in charge of the game, but uh, quality-wise, I don't think there was a great deal of it on show uh, from either side. Um, but yeah, uh, it's another defeat, and, and that's for me the defeats. One thing, it's it's the the other part of of, uh, of what happened to us yesterday that's the the bigger issue for me at the moment uh, in terms of injuries, which I'm sure we'll come on to. So uh, yeah, a disappointing result, disappointing game, um, but you know, it is what it is, isn't it? That's where we are in the championship aren't we? And that uh, we seem to struggle no matter no matter what when we're in this division. So, yeah. It's going to be another long season despite all the uh, confidence slash overconfidence that we had at the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joey, Paul Davis reported last night, well, that it's the worst championship start since 2004, which was one of the worst seasons Rotherham have ever had that season. Um, but it feels weird because we've had some really good moments this season. It's not been we've fluked to win here and there with flukes, but we've had two or three really, really good moments. But the other moments have been so low. There's been it, it, It's been a really weird start, I think. But that's the issue, isn't it? You're talking about two or three moments. A yeah. game lasts 100 minutes. And we've had mm. so ten times a hundred minutes, thousand minutes, five or six moments. It's not good enough, is it? I mean, yesterday's no. performance, for my opinion, was pretty much meh. You know, uh, mm. yeah, we started off pretty on the front foot, but it soon fizzled out, and then it just seemed like a, a team of strangers yet again. You know, I think I've sort of mentioned in on my ex column as London Millers. They need to get a psychologist or somebody in to sort yeah. of get to the bottom of what's happening because it's up here. You know, there is some quality yeah. in that team, but it's just not coming through. And the injuries on upon injuries for the same injury, what's going on there? You know, mm. are they overtraining? What's the issue? There's just no. so many questions. So many questions. Hmm. There are, there are, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, Danny, obviously you worked last night, so we're not going to be coming to you for all the specific details, because you weren't there, but also we're going to preview the talent game, but just your general thoughts on what you saw from the game itself, and uh, you feel about the club at the minute, where do you feel the club is right now? I was impressed it were 0-0 at half-time, if I'm being <laughs> honest, because um, like, yeah, like I say, I had to work uh, Wednesday night uh, and couldn't get someone to cover my shift, so I couldn't go, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, I just had a quick check of my phone from time to time, nil-nil at half-time, well, that's all right. Excuse me. And then it's just the same old feeling, and like, oh, Bristol have scored first. You know, that, that same sinking feeling again. Um, and if I'm being completely honest, I was really, really surprised we actually got a goal back because I had been mm. playing recently. Um, you know, I'm quite, quite impressed with that until I saw the quality of the goal on the highlights. And it's like, actually, we were very lucky to be uh, back mm. at 1-1. <clears throat> um, but the real cruncher, and I think this goes for every football fan out there, they won the game with the last kick uh, where we could have been talking about a similar situation to the Preston game, you know, where it's like it's not an improvement, but it's an improvement on on results 
Um, but we're talking about another loss. And is that it's still one win in what is it, 10? Yeah, one, one win in 10. Uh, and in that, there's two draws. Yes. So that that's bad. That's bad. That's seven, that's that's quite bad. Like you say, it's it's a really bad start. And if it is the worst start since two thousand and four, it's a worse start if that's a word than the sixteen seventeen season, which is the worst championship season on records. Like the the only team that's beating us for worst starts is Sheffield Wednesday, and that's the worst start in their history altogether. You know, it's just from the out from the outside looking in on on Wednesday. Uh, without you know the thrall of the of the game and being there, it's just not a good outlook, in my opinion. Mm. No, it's not. Uh, John with the neutral look says, watching the game at this point, and thinking it would took until the first goal to go in before you even tried. Yeah, welcome to the sort of second half. Mick, um, just heads up, Jamie's now a fully qualified mental fil- mental health first aider. So well done, Jamie. Is he says he's here for everybody. Thank you very much, Jamie. Um, we started okay, Mick, and this mm-hmm. is the frustrating thing. That first ten minutes, I think I can't. If we said it to each other, but I certainly thought in my head, "Well, this is good. This, this is this is a really positive start. We've put them under a bit of pressure. They didn't seem particularly comfortable on the ball most of the night, and I thought they're get-attable here." Um, but it literally lasted ten minutes, and then we pitted out off against, uh, at best, how we played against Preston, at worst, against others. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, I said it on the post-match last night, and I, <clears throat> I stand by this. Um, when we played Bristol City at New York Stadium last season, they beat us 3-1, um, and they were the worst team we played all season by by a mile. Um, they're going to go for that title again this season because they were woeful, they were dreadful, and yet they still beat us. Um, we've got absolutely zero confidence left. It's gone. It's absolutely gone, and last night was 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 just a dagger through the heart in terms of any any remaining confidence that any of the players have got. Um, it, it's it, it's 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 really worrying, really worrying where we are. You know, it, the, with the injuries to Colin Bramall and uh, and Tyler Blackett were bad enough, a big enough hit to to the sort of. Um, the psychology, if you like, of the team, and then to concede the way that we did in the last minute, it, it's just—it's it, like—it's like somebody somebody said on social media at some stage, you know, kick somebody's black cat underneath a ladder. I think it was you, Joy. Essentially, I can't remember, but you know, if if we, if we didn't have bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all. Um, so, I'm not putting this down to luck. The position that we're in, I'm not or bad luck, but I can't see how anybody can claim that it hasn't played a part in it. I just, I, find, I just can't. I can't see how anybody could say that that's not the case because, you know, well, it, it's just it's awful. But playing a team like um, like Bristol City and not not maintaining some level of um, aggression and, and and fight towards them. For the whole ninety minutes is 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 a testament, I think, to where the players are at mentally rather than anything else. Um, and of course, you know, I mean, the crowd did the best to get the. Oh no, they didn't, did they? You know, I mean, I, I, look, as supporters, we've got a role to play here. Yeah? We have got a role to play. We, this is not the Middle Ages 
where we go somewhere and go, entertain me. <laughs> and then if they don't entertain us, off with his head. Because essentially that is where we are at the moment as supporters. We're coming, we're paying our money, give me three points. Otherwise, I'm going to crucify you. And that's what's happening. And we turn up, and we're all as bad as each other. I'm not calling anybody out particularly, but we we went there last night and everybody sat on their hands for the, virtually for the whole of the game. Until we scored, and then for Until two or three scored. minutes. Yeah. It's not good enough from us as supporters. It's not. The atmosphere was as bad as I have ever known it at a, at a Rotherham game, ever. I can't get my head around it. The only th- well, I, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of reasons, but you know, it's like we've got a God-given right to win. That seems to be the attitude from the terraces, and it seems to be the attitude all over, all over the playground. That is social media. You know, it's. It, Let's play devil's advocate. Though. It's our responsibility to get behind the team, and we're not. All we're doing is slating them and slating them and slating them. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. To play devil's advocate, what since the Norwich game, what have what have they given any fan to be anywhere near in a, in not not even a positive stance in a neutral stance? Everything since that Norwich game yeah, has been a that. downhill stretch, and it's not and it's not just been bad. There's been some woeful performances in there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it shouldn't be, but it is a two way street. We're getting nothing from the play. We as fans are getting nothing from on the pitch at the moment. Which is precisely nothing, what literally saying, nothing. Entertain me. Give me three points. I want my three points. But it's, it's not what it is, is it? You know, if, that's not how football works. But it's not how it is, though. Against Leicester, we lost the game. But there was something there when the fans got behind the well, players and, they, and it were good. I, I get what you're saying. I understand that. And I do. And, and, and I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate myself up to a point here. You know, um, but we have got a responsibility to support us, and we're not taking that responsibility. All we're doing is just kicking them while they're down. We can see that they're down. We know that they're down. You know, none of them, not one of them in that twenty-five man squad and the and the and the backroom staff want to be there in, in the position that they're in. None of them, you know, but they are. Who's going to help them get out of it? Only them, by the looks of it. You know, we've got we've got to be we've got to support the team through thick and thin, and it's thin at the moment, very thin. You know, the performances are thin, and the the, the number of players in the squad is thin and getting thinner, and we're just kicking them while we're down. That's how I feel. That's my that's that's only my view, but I find it so frustrating and quite depressing, really. You know, I'm more depressed about the reaction of supporters. Than I am about the result, frankly, or as depressed. I am. It's. Just, I find it so, so depressing. Fair enough. A uh, few people. Sam Darby says there was nothing to try about. John S. We have the right to expect <laughs> expect them to try. Maybe we'll go on to that. Um, Harry agrees with the Sam comment. Um, John S. says he doesn't want three points. Again, just wants to, to, to see them try and stuff. So the same comment. Apologies. Uh, John Henry says we're no different to any other fans. Um, no, Sam Darby again just says in there um, as well. John Morell says it's expectation. I mentioned in the Leicester game, he says you didn't expect anything against people against Leicester, so we were less upset. Dare I say at Bristol at home, you expect a result, you expect something, yeah. you expect, mm-hmm. yeah. Joey, what are your thoughts on that? Because 
the Preston game, the atmosphere was very quiet as well. It's not. It isn't a new thing. Last night, where it was just suddenly quiet, the atmosphere has died a little bit. Do you think it is? Well, do you think it's performance related to the from the it's coming the performances sort of bleeding into the stands a little bit? I mean, between the team and its fan base, it's give and take, isn't it? You know, I hear what you're saying, mate, but there's got to be something to cheer. Mm. Yeah. And they're not actually giving us an awful lot to cheer. You know, that first 10 minutes, yeah, fine. Had uh, Andre Green sorted his feet out, we might have been 1-0 up. I, I didn't understand why he just didn't chuck his body at the ball. <laughs> it would have gone in. But, you know, we, we, there's just it's just... I'm I'm lost for words because it's just so poor. It's just so bad. I, you know, I, I try to be optimistic. I'm a glass half full person, but at the moment it's incredibly difficult. I'm going to change my name to Mona. I think joy <laughs> because it would just fit in, you know, with the zeitgeist at the moment. Because, like I say, I'm optimistic, but I, I can't hang my hat on anything at the moment. And the injuries are, are just, mm. you know, I agree with what people are saying. If there's effort on the pitch and we can see that they're trying and putting, you know, uh, 100% into it, then, yeah, you, you'll back the lads. You know, it, it becomes, mm. you know, we get that them against us uh, scenario, don't we? You know, because yeah. we are little Rotherham and, you know, we're, we're fighting against the bigger teams in the championship, you know, and we get that battle, we get that uh, aspect of the game, but we've not even got that. That's lost. That's totally gone. And we've, mm. we've always had that to a degree and we haven't even got that at the moment, have we? No. We haven't, and again, to play a bit of devil's advocate, Danny, this isn't the first time this has happened under Matt Taylor. We were having very, very similar conversations post Millwall, almost a year ago and he managed to turn it round uh, does this does this feel to you very very similar to that situation or is this very different because of the transfer window signs how does it compare and can you see a the light at the end of the tunnel um for me the main difference it seems to be the squad's approach to the games like, i don't think matt taylor approaches a game any differently it seems to be <clears throat> how the squad approaches, um, like get like getting at teams. Because from the games that I've seen this season, and from bits and pieces of uh, the Bristol City game, we're so standoffish mm. with teams, <clears throat> and you know we've sort of come to expect the almost the Rotherham ways to get in the faces. Identity almost. <clears throat> yeah, and when we were playing the high press and it worked so efficiently because teams just didn't like it. They didn't like us being that close to them. Whereas this season, uh, especially around in the midfield, we just seem just to stand and let the other team have the ball and just pass it round us without mm. really trying to get a footing or or any or anything of the sort. Um, I'm not going to mention the attacking threat because that almost seems non-existent at the minute. And can we please stop having centre-back shoot because they always seem to get injured straight afterwards. <laughs> um, so it, it, it seems to be a mix of being far too standoffish, which again plays into what Joyce said about how oh, there's very little to cheer about because we're not at the teams. We just sort of just stand there and let them do the thing. And it's not really an inspiring thing to see a team just... Stand off the the opposition. Um, 
And I don't think we've got a lot to cheer for with attacking threats as well, because I think we had two shots on target against Bristol City. That's an improvement. Think, <clears throat> it's an improvement, but to say we've gone from having um, quite a lot of shots on target <clears throat> uh, last yeah. season to this season, after the Norwich game, having an average of about three a game on target, with efforts at goal still below 10, you know, it, it seems to be not connecting properly. And Matt Taylor has put on record that he's trying to sort the back line out before going to the front line. And it's like, that's the basic of football isn't keep the opposition out, it's to score more goals than the opposition. You know, and I mean, I know, it, I know it's not a working formula just to help you score more than the opposition. But at the same time, you need to address both issues and not just focus on one. Because if you focus on sorting out the back line, which is a very big issue with the amount of injuries that are still there. You, you lose focus on what the goal is, which is actually, like, pardon the pun, you lose focus on what the goal is, which is the other goal. Yeah. So it, it's just, <clears throat> it's too many things not going our way, which sounds like a very childish comment, but the, the things that can be sorted, you know, shooting practice, for one, um, <laughs> with, um, with what you're saying about Andre Green, if that rings too true, um, I'm seeing a lot of people in the comments mention why Sam, Sam Nombe is on the bench. Switch it. I don't know what Jordan Hugel's contract situation is, whether it's a certain appearance record, per, uh, a number of appearances per season. I don't know. That's maybe why he's still starting. Get that out of the way and then change it. But then is it too late? You know, it, it almost feels like, <clears throat> like um, I can't remember where, um, where, where Scott mentioned it earlier. It almost seems like 4-3-3 suddenly not working. You know, and against Norwich, it did. You know, and we've signed a few of these players to have adaptability, but we always seem very linear now with just sticking to 4-3-3 and then um, switching to 5-3-2 because we had to, whereas at times 5-3-2 did actually work. You know, it didn't work very proficiently because, you know, we don't, we don't have the bodies at the back at the minute, but just switching it up. <clears throat> and Taylor fielded, um, I believe, the, more or less the same team apart from Cafu, which was the losing team against Cardiff. So it's like one change, and it's like no Peltier, money. Oh Peltier as well, but that, that was sort mm. of. Mm. So it's just like there isn't enough, in my opinion. I mean, there's only a certain amount you can do between Saturday and Wednesday. Don't get me wrong, right? But he has to see that it's not working and that it's going wrong on the pitch. You know, and that's the point where you go, we'll try this. If we lose again, you know, it's still it's still fair enough. But to keep going and repeating the same thing over and over again is like, the, I think it's the definition of, in, of insanity. You know, mm. like nice Far Cry 3 reference for anyone who gets that one. So it's just, it's the hardest job in football at the minute. But at the mm. same time, it's frustrating as hell being a fan watching it unfold in front of you. And I think that's why everyone's feathers are ruffled in the stands. Mm. And for some people, that result uh, results to the booing at the end of the game. Yeah, we will talk about that in a minute. Um few comments. Joshua said, well, I mentioned, come on, I mentioned why, why some number on the bench all the time. Uh, Matt Lillis says, predictably, the Taylor out banner is being waved in certain quarters. Increasingly, it look looking like some justification going to Mike. Do we think the players are playing for the manager? Interesting. We'll make a one to that. Matt Squire says, chronic injuries, fan unrest, poor performances. I hope we turn it around, but can't help feeling it feels like one of those seasons. Hoping is wrong. Um, 
Mate, Caffo came back in yesterday, and we were, I think I wasn't the only Rotherham fan were thinking, oh, yes, Caffo's in. He's going to make a difference. He's going to be really good, this. But he him in a different position. And again, I'm, I, I, this might just be me. When Caffo has been really good, what we've seen is that Rathbone is the furthest forward of the three central midfielders, starting to press with Hugel. And Caffo's a bit deeper, making those late runs, dealing with the ball. This time, Caffo was the furthest of the three. Mm-hmm. And it didn't suit him. It didn't suit him. And not only did it not suit Cafu, I mentioned last few weeks that Rathbone's not having an impact on the game. Rathbone can't have an impact in the game when you shackle him like that. You need to let him run riot and just go cause an absolute nuisance. And you know what Rathbone does? Sets the tone. And we've got nobody to set the tone in the press at the minute. I thought Cafu did his best to uh, to, 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 to do the, to, to sort of press... Um, them fanning about with it at the back like they, they did for quite a lot of the game. Unfortunately, we're doing it on his own. There was no, there was no assistance from, um, certainly from Fred. I thought Fred was very poor last night. Mm. Uh, didn't get involved in the game um, at all. I think he left when he was out on the on the left hand side. He left Colin Bramall exposed a few times, and then only when they switched over, he left Dexter exposed quite a few times. Um, until the last sort of 10 minutes when he really got involved and really became aggressive and then started winning the ball and causing lots of problems. Um, Yeah, it didn't impact the game the way you would have wanted him to, Cafu. Um, But it's it's his first game back after injury, you know, so I I suppose that begs the question again, if that's the case, why is he playing that more forward role within within that midfield and getting involved in the press? Who knows? Who knows the answer to that? Um, that's not why we lost the game, though, is it? You know? Yep. Uh, so, Right, Ben. <laughs> no. No. It's a close oh. game, isn't it? You know, it's about like, fine margins and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think, yeah, all right. No, not buying it. I'm not buying it, no. Okay. Fair enough. Um... Phil says, and a few people mentioned, he says Green was very poor, not a wide player. I thought it was quite harsh yeah. on Andre Green. I, I, I'm really surprised at that. I've seen two or three yeah. people say it. Hugely surprised when you when you look yeah, at... Other than his chance, I thought he did okay. It was... And it was Gav, I think Gav Grundy that mentioned it, they've not tracking back. For me, he was constantly tracking back. When he was certainly when he was outside of the ground, uh, in that second half, he was he was constantly back helping, helping Dexter. It was Fred on the other side, that, yeah. that really didn't get involved. He, he didn't appear to want to get involved in any of the any of the defensive duties. Um, I, I, I'm really surprised. I thought Green had a, had a decent game. I thought I really did. But mm. all about opinions, isn't it? Yeah. Um, are you seeking us to know thoughts on the Rathbone contract talks breaking? I think there's been a report in the advertiser that there's been, I think, a pause in negotiations, I think is the one of the phrases they've used. Um, any anybody any thoughts? Bigger right, fish to fry at the minute, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With the way it's going at the minute, I'm not really surprised. It's one no. of them. Where it's like we'll see where we are end of the season, mm. which I, which I totally get. To be fair, yeah. Um, and then the gate. Let's talk about the goals a, bit, a, a minute, Joy. The first goal. I, I feel bad putting it on this in a little bit, but the first goals come from well, it's come from Tyler Blackett backing off, but it initially came from Grant Hall trying to win ahead of the well, the ball wasn't there. I don't really know what Grant Hall was looking at, and that's put Tyler Blackett on the back foot. It's put everybody else back foot, and then they've scored a goal. Um, it's just, it's a great finish. 
but it feels a really soft goal to come consider with two or three stop points for that goal for me. Yeah, I think you could say the same for both goals, to be honest. I mean, they yeah. were both excellent finishers. And, you know, it just seemed inevitable. I mean, when they brought on two strikers, what did we bring on? A defender and a central midfielder. Um, it's the mindset, isn't it? It just seems so negative. Um, you know, I don't know whether that's Matt Taylor, you know, what what whether it's this availability of the staff on the bench or the players on the bench or, or whatever. You know, we just mm. don't seem to be very positive. And I think that sort of transfers yeah. on the tech. I mean, you've talked there, you know, you bring somebody on Grant Hall and miss an edda because he's not, you know, up to speed, is he? Not he's, he's been on the pitch, yeah. what, 10 minutes? That? Mm. You know what I mean? What can you expect? You know, I, I mean, mm. Blackett won man of the match, didn't he? Um, mm. You know, uh, you know, you and let's be honest, he's probably been one of the best performers in the last few games. And, you know, but he can't be here, there and everywhere covering for everybody. You know, he's lost his partner, Humphreys. He gets Peltier, then Hall, and, you know, and, and then he gets himself, unfortunately, injured after scoring his first goal. <laughs> couldn't write it, could you? Couldn't make it up. <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, it, I mean, when they scored, I think I put inevitable, and mm. then we came back into it. Uh, but let's be honest, we didn't put any efforts in, did we? Until they scored, why no, couldn't we have paid? You know, and then we 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 up, up the pace, you know, mm. uh, and as soon as we up the pace, we look at you know a little bit more of a handful. We score, and then you know it drops off again. Mm. Um. Yeah. You know, we had the first 10 minutes, we had that five minutes after they scored till we scored, and that was it. Mm. But, you know, it looks like, you know, we're not putting, you know, this passing about at the back and this trying to find the midfield players. It, you know, we haven't got the capacity of staff to do that. The players on the pitch don't have those skill sets to do that. Yeah. But, you know, if they're pressing, if they're playing at pace then we do cause difficulties for team. It gives them other something else to think about. But other mm. than that, you know, like we've said, they just pass around us and through us and, you know, I don't know whether it's, like I said, whether it's the uh, staff that are available, the players that are available, you know. Or, but, I, I, you know, I go back to the fact that the subs were a bit meh, weren't they? They were, yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. And... <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And, and that's funny, Danny, because last year, almost a year when he took over, we were praising Matt Taylor because we were we were taught, trying to hold on to a game at Stoke and he brought two strikers on. And there were other incidents where he's making positive substitutions and he's on bench, you've got Kelly on bench and Eves on bench. It was kind of for some, a little bit of something different, especially at nil-nil. The Arvin, we'll talk about Appier in a minute, was excellent when he came on, but it was 10 minutes too late. Number was 10 minutes too late. And this is not hindsight. We were... We, I was certainly sat there at the time saying this needs changing and it just seems a change from last season from Matt Taylor. I mean, we've been saying for quite a while, a lot of the time, the subs are too late. Um, <clears throat> and like I say, you also, everyone seems to see it from the stands before there's the um, the active reaction from the bench. And there have been times where a player's been warming up and it's like, oh, such and such is coming on. He might have a do. And then they go and sit down and for 10 minutes mm. And then we'll have to go and warm up again and then come on. And it's like, if if you wanted him on then, you know, that that's when the, the reaction needs to be. You can't wait. You have to make that you have to make that decision there and then. But it almost seems like the decision making is low on confidence as well. It seems 
Yeah. Oh. Is that me that's gone or Danny that's gone? Looks like Danny's gone. Danny's gone. Was <laughs> he? <laughs> we'll really get Danny back, hopefully. Um, yeah. Uh, Race Medley says we only looked threatening when Appiah came on. Um, yeah. yeah, we did. But then we we scored. We scored not out of nothing because it was a good, it was a decent finish. Keeper should have done miles better. But we scored a goal. Tyler Blackett deserved his goal because he's been a, he's been brilliant. Mm. And it was it was really good. There, there, suddenly the stadium came alive. The team came mm. alive. There was there was just that feeling that God, we're going to go on and do this. We're going to go on and win this game. And then <laughs> the rug to say it got pulled out from under his feet is probably a bit of an understatement. Yeah, but for that five-minute period, that was one of the best we've played in, in recent times. But it was just too lot, too short a time. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. We just didn't keep it going. Um, and and I don't. I, I have no explanation. I can't think of a possible explanation as to why that's happened. I genuinely can't. Um, just like you know, I can't think of an explanation for some of the poor performances on the last few away games. There is no rhyme or reason for it. Mm. It just isn't. It's not a lack of talent. I don't, in my view, it's not a lack of talent. I don't really, I, I can't see an argument to say that it is. It has to be the psychological approach of the players or the state of mind that they're in at the moment. I, I don't understand. I don't, and I don't, I don't, you know, I can't give an explanation for it. But yeah, we would, we could have gone on and won that game probably quite comfortably. Um, but like you say, then you get the rug pulled. Fairly and squarely from under your feet. First of all, Colin Bramall going off, um, which is a worry, uh, particularly given his pace. If that's a hamstring tweak, that's going to be a problem. Um, and then Tyler Blackett, who's been immense these last few games, the only player really, other with the exception of Victor, to come out of uh, any of the performances with, with with sort of credit in the bank, is now likely to be out for months by from what Matt Taylor said. Um, maybe that'll be revised once they've, they've had an assessment on him, but it's just a no, two more defenders, two more defenders. We get two back and we, we lose two more, you know, and, and the two that are back are not fully fit. It's just You're also not left sided either, that puts us way yeah. out of balance. Yeah, it, it's it's just ridiculous. It's just, I can't, I can't, I just, I don't know what to say about it. It's, mm. it's, it's but yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll blame Matt Taylor for it. It's always, always. Yeah. Um, let's go back to something Matt Taylor said to Paul Davis last time. We've got to cover this because it's been picked up by a few people. Aaron says, "You can see everybody watching can see Mick getting really happy about this next point." Uh, Aaron says, "What do we make about Matt Taylor having a dig at fans booing?" Now, let's put this into proper context. I'll give, I'll give you the exact quote from Paul Davis so we can discuss it properly. Paul, Paul Davis or I assume Paul Davis or Julius asked him about what they thought some people booing at the end. To be fair, the boos weren't that loud. There were some boos, but it wasn't that loud. But uh, Matt Taylor's response was, if we don't play well, play well, then it's justified. But with no disrespect, I don't think people will be booing the players and myself if they knew the magnitude of that moment. I assume that's the black injury, I assume. Um, it's incredible with the effort the players put in to get a little reception like that does not make them feel any better. Joy, this is the age-old argument, an age-old question. Fans, should fans boo? They pay the money, blah, blah, blah. What are your thoughts on, first of all, being unhappy with Matt Taylor's response to that? Does that get you great at all? Because it's upset some people. I think as soon as you roll out the trope, uh, 
without being disrespectful means you're going to be subsequently disrespectful. <laughs> doesn't it? As soon as you say that, yeah. you know that the next thing's going to be disrespectful. So, <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, he's on a hiding to nothing, isn't he, with uh, responding to that, I suspect. You know, I mean, there's the two arguments, isn't it? You pay your money, you're entitled to your opinion, and if you boo, you boo. I mean, I personally don't. Um, you know, I, I think it defeats uh, the object of being a supporter and a fan, uh, personally. But hey, ho, what you know? It's as we all say, it's a, it's it's about opinions, isn't it? And mm. um, um, but uh, yeah, you know, it, I mean, there were two, like we said, you know, we had the rug pulled under from under us on two occasions. Blackett scores, Blackett goes down, Blackett goes off. Bristol score. It's a load of bees there, isn't it? <laughs> and ends up with a bee as well, doesn't it? Um, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, you know, you, you see the guy that's been uh, probably your best player, as you say, other than the keeper for the last few games, go off. You, you, mm. you know, that's going to impact on the rest of the team, isn't it? And then they literally go up the other end and score after you've obviously lost your left back as well. And I mean, what 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 can you say? The lads, I mean, you know, I'm sure they were absolutely, totally, and utterly gutted. The yeah. the, the 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 players and the management at the end of that game. And it's like, how did they drag themselves up to play Southampton on Saturday? Mm. And then there's a, a few people that boo. You know, it's just. You know, just adds to the uh, circumstances, doesn't it? You know, you feel already feeling a bag of shite, and then your fans are booing <laughs> you as well. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Danny's should be back with us, hopefully. Um... Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. A few comments on the because Booing is always a divisive thing. Uh, Mohammed says, not saying fans should, should boo, but the players didn't play very well. Mike the Miller says, it's never a good sign when the manager appears to be having a go at some of the players. Uh, Sarah Ogden says, I think not applauding is more effective than booing. I don't, she dislikes booing, it doesn't help the team confidence in her opinion. John Morell says, I think it's nail on the second part, pay your money, you're entitled to voice your opinion. It's probably not the smartest thing for Taylor to say, even though he's probably right. He should know that that comment was never was uh, was never going to be understood. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing we might tell to make that he says he's honest. He says, he says what he thinks and he's, you know, he's very open and honest about it. But what he probably should have said was, is that I understand the fans' frustrations. I could have said that. That's it. You didn't need to go any further. I understand the fans' frustration. Then there's no that. There's no negativity. It's because he does. We we all understand each other. We all understand why we're all frustrated. It's just that extra little bit. Like Joyce, no disrespect. You, 
that gets Bill's backs up instantly. I just think he's not thought it through, sadly. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, the, the, the childish part of me finds finds the whole situation incredibly amusing. The, 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 the manager and the team get vilified and vilified and vilified, and as soon as one of them fights back, all of a sudden he's, oh, you can't say that, you can't say that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, please, if you're upset by that, I don't know what to say. Genuinely, I, I yeah, you can, if you want to boo boo, it does not. It does nobody at all, other than yourself, any good. If you want to do it, do it. But please, you don't don't start telling manager he shouldn't be in. It should, he should lose his job and his livelihood, and then get offended when he gets face on because you boo. I mean, really? You know, we, we're supposed to be adults here. Some of us, and 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 people will. Some people will deliberately take what he said said out of context, you know. And and I'm not saying Paul Davis has done this, and he's clarified on mm. on social media that he didn't do this, and, and he's, he's clarified the question that he asked. But people will take it out of context quite deliberately, just to be offended and upset by it, despite the fact that probably the self same people have been telling him he should lose his job and his livelihood, you know. Without no disrespect. But you should be out of a job, mate. I mean, please, come on. Let, let's grow up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it just me? Am I being? Am I being a bit out there and a bit sort of? It sadly, it sadly did have shares back to to Stubbs. It, no, it, it did it, not that bad, obviously, because that was a stupid Alan Stubbs moment. But it had yeah. shares of just don't, just don't. He didn't need to say what he said. He no, could have just left no, it at one line, and nobody would have said a thing. We'll be talking about it. Do we want a manager and a team and a set of players are going to trot out the we'll take it one game at a time cliche and every all these other cliches after you know one after the other, actually not saying anything at all, or do we want one that's going to ask, uh, <laughs> answer the question honestly? Which do you want? Yeah, and if, if that honesty upsets you, that's your. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm with you on this, to be honest with you, but. I can see the other side. I can certainly see why people have thought it's not necessary. But we're arguing over a, over a conversation when we should be talking about football. Well, yeah, Danny, I'll just chip in and say I yeah, agree very with, quickly, with this one. Very quickly. I agree with Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and go. I also like the comment earlier about my internet pulling a hamstring. That actually tickled <laughs> me. That was really good. Who said it? Yeah. Um, John, of course it John, was. Yeah. Right, fair play on that one, John. I like that. Yeah. John Morell, you want a manager who doesn't create new stories out of nothing? We haven't. Yeah. Well, he has. Everybody else has created a new story out of it. Yeah, but I if think, he didn't find say the that... who's created the new story is Paul Davis by asking him the question about the fans doing. But, but the, the bottom line is, anyway, you know, you don't jump on bandwagon. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I understand it, but I think we've covered that as much as we want to cover it, really. Um, positive though, Joy, and I think it is a positive. Appiah, having Appiah, two games in a row, he's come on a sub and made a real, real impact. He was an, he was such a bright spot when he came on. He's got to start on Saturday for me. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, we've got to have something going forward, and he, he, he offers something, whatever that something is. He's got the pace. He's got the mobility. It's, it's the. A bit, uh, it's the fact that you need to get the ball to him, and that pass by Rathbone was exquisite. 
Mm. And then his cutback with for the goal was excellent as well. You know, it was a re I thought it was a really well worked goal. You know, mm. nearly didn't happen because he blasted it straight <laughs> at the keeper. But you know, hey, let's not yeah, let's not yeah. go there. But, yeah, I mean, we've got to have a bit of positivity, and you know, I agree. Appiah has got to start. And, and let's, you know, we've got to shake it up. We're going to Southampton. We're not expected to win. We're on a hiding to nothing. Obviously, we'll be playing in black just so that I don't have to wear a black armband because I'm going along with a thousand others or 999 others who are probably seen thinking, are we mad <laughs> going down to Southampton on Saturday? <laughs> but hey, you know. We've not played them since 1966. That's my argument. At least I was alive in 1966. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, it, it, we've just got to shake it up, you know. Hmm. It, it, we can't go as we have done for the last two or three games with the same, uh, basically the same uh, format, the same players. Uh, well, we might be the same players, but it's definitely not the same format. We need to shake it up a bit. You know, do we drop Hugo and put Nombe and Apea up? Who's going to be in defence? We have no idea yet who, who's well, fitting up to me. I'll say, everyone, put your hands up. Who's available yeah. for defence? Yeah. Take your boots down on Saturday, lads. You know, you might get a game. Um, I mean, I'm assuming Reven will start because, mm, you know, he, he's the only left-sided player we've got, isn't he? From mm, what I can work out. I think so, so yeah. yeah, you know, it's going to be fun on Saturday, isn't it? You know. We're either going to yeah. be, uh, you know, upset the apple cart and, you know, do something that is really unexpected or we're going to get blasted. Yeah. That's sadly the latter, I think. But anyway, we'll, we'll do predictions later. Um, we'll finish maybe on this point, but to this, this type of conversation, Mike the Miller says, a mix saying fans would grow up. They say, he says, perhaps maybe a grown-up conversation around Till's future. I'm not advocating for his sacking, but it can't go on much longer like this. Make I let you write reply on that one and sort of say, Matt Taylor, this, this start's been a terrible start for us since 2004, mm -hmm. as we've mentioned. Yeah. How long do you, first of all, I don't think any, anybody on this podcast is saying Matt Taylor out. I don't think we're anywhere near that kind of situation. Sadly, I haven't done these conversations because of how bad the start is. Is there a point in your mind where you sort of go, well, we're nearly a quarter way through the season now, almost. Um, we've got four, we've got five points or four points to relegation. Mm -hmm. It will be approaching a point where you're sort of thinking of if this not because it's not just points, it's performances as well. There's no, yeah, 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 there's no yeah. light at I me, mean, is there? No, there isn't. There isn't. And and uh, Mike's absolutely right. At some stage, that conversation is going to be had. Should this run continue? Uh, this run of performances. Um, but I, I, I'll, I'll throw in the old excuse, you know, about about the treatment table. It's it's absolutely bursting at the seams. We can't put a, a we can't put a first eleven out. I haven't put a first eleven out. I don't think since probably played Lincoln pre-season. You know, it, 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 that's that's the situation we're in. And now after after a home defeat with two further players lighter, two crucial players to to, to the way that we play. So judging. Based on on that, I think he's harsh. Yes, he's got a lot of learning to do, and and yes, at the end of it, he may not be he may not be up to the job. But at the moment, I don't see how you can judge. I think the performance levels and 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 the 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 the, the, the mental state, for the want of a better term, of the players, is 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 a huge issue. 
that is his job, as it's been rightly pointed out previously, to deal with. But when that when when every time he tries to lift them up, they get booted back down again, plus a bit more each time. It's an almost impossible job, you know. And he can't change personnel because the personnel aren't there to change. So so being reasonable, but I find it very difficult to be able to judge him on what he's got, what he's capable of. So well, not to come back, he signed a few people mentioned the he signed these injury prone players. Well, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't not, that's not what I think. By the way. Hindsight's a fantastic thing, isn't it? Yeah. You know, the, yeah, we we've signed those players because they're the players that we can afford. I think we've been through this many, many times, haven't yeah, we? You know, and you know, we're, they they are quality players, but yes, they they do get injured and they are knocking on a bit because that's what we can afford. You know, we're not like our neighbours down in S six who you know spend money like it's going out of fashion and and, and won a game all season. You know, sack the manager and going the same way as many other clubs have gone by overspending. That's not us. But the payoff for that is the fact that we have to play. We can only buy the players that we can afford. And these are the players that we've got. So, yeah, they may be injury prone, but when they are fit, the quality. But we're talking about Colin Bramall out. We're talking about Akima Doffey now. We're talking about Cameron Humphreys out. Three key players. Jamie Lindsay out, none of whom are old, none of whom are, are um, you know, the, the the ones that we bought to, to try and shore up the defence or anything else. The, the, the half, of the half of the injury table is either players that were already here or players who are reasonably young. So, again, it doesn't necessarily hold that much water, that argument. Yeah. I can't judge him at the moment. We can't judge him because he hasn't had a full team all season. But I, I do understand the the the, the um, payoff at the end of this season should we stay up financially. So Tony Stewart's got some thinking to do should this run continue. Um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? I don't think it's the right decision personally. Absolutely not. And I, I don't, it's not a conversation I particularly want to be involved with. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't think we should be allowing it to, or, or not allowing it, uh, compounding the, the the discussions on it. Personally, we won't, but we will. Um, um, if you've been mentioned on social media, Tony Stewart definitely won't sack him because he's in a three-year contract. Alan's sacked three months. That's the same So, if it's Tony Stewart's dollar at the end of the day, and as mentioned, there's a humour last night, Mick. It's Tony Stewart's dollar that's, that's at risk if we go down. Joy, just very quickly, I'll go to now your thoughts on the. The people suggesting it's time for a change. Just briefly on that. I think I'm in the same camp as you, Mick. I think you've got to look at Tony Stewart's records thus far. Uh, it, 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 it didn't, you know, um, kick out the previous manager when we were in similar situations. Mm. Um, I think he was burnt by that... Uh, season when we had uh, one, two, three, four managers, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I think from that, you know, the, the that season when Warnock kept us up, I think I think from that, I think uh, Tony Stewart has sort of nailed his colours to the mass. I, I, it doesn't strike me as someone who's particularly trigger happy anymore. Mm. And like you say, Taylor's sounded a three-year contract is um, 
talks about a project, talks about a long-term project, and you know if Tony Stewart is bought into that, which would uh, the fact that he's put his hand into his pocket this year would indicate that he has bought into it, then I, 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 it would seem silly, in my personal opinion, to chuck it, chuck it all out away at after 10 games this season. Mm. I agree. Danny, just very quickly, same question. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of the fans will have a game in the, in the mind where it's like, Enough's enough if nothing changes. Like I've seen people mention about it, <clears throat> um, it being the Wednesday game. I've seen people yeah. mention even Southampton as well. But um, I, from, from Matt Taylor's record before, how he had this rough run and turned it round, mm. I think it's. It, I'm in the camp of a bit more time if he turns it round. But if we're still this shocking by, say. Potentially, What's yeah. November? yeah, I was just about to say in November to be fair, around that time, if there's little to, to no improvement and we're still in the relegation places, quite a fair whack behind everybody else, then it, I think Tony Stewart will really be looking around. Hmm. Uh, hypothetical John says, if Warnock agreed to come in tomorrow, would you make it? Would you make the change? Would anybody say yes to that? Um, I, I personally yet. wouldn't know. No, I'm not yet, no. Uh, he's going to Wednesday anyway, isn't he? <laughs> 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 so he can do what he's always dreamed of and run them into the ground. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on. Before we mention the other game, the Southampton game, I just want to quickly mention a few bits about the town. I think we do, we don't, what we don't do enough on this podcast is promote the town a little bit. So there's two bits of things I want to mention. I first want to mention uh, the ratings at Clifton Park because I think that's a really good for the town. Mick, I'm going to very quickly come to you, but for the town to have a, a potentially massive music venue in the centre of the town is is uh, is brilliant. Very quickly because we're running out of time, but very quickly this is quite a potentially big moment for the town. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Twenty thousand tickets, I think, is uh, is the is the uh, the number that's that's going on sale, and and it'll be a wonderful, wonderful night. They are an absolutely fantastic live. Um, but yeah, you're right. If it if it if it goes well, uh, then there's potential for further um, further concerts. It, it's it, it, it's it can only be a good thing. Uh, and I just want to start a campaign now to make sure that we get LPMC on the uh, we get Lee McMahon on the uh, in the backing. You know what, what they call them support bands. Support bands. Yeah. That's a shout. That you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, tickets. I can say on Friday if you if you fancy it. Buy tickets. That's June, July next year. And for your boxing fans out there, I want to shout out to Junior Boston, who is fighting on the undercard of the Warrington. Who's Warrington fighting? Wood. Warrington Wood fans, Sheffield Arena. Junior Boston is a very, very highly rated boxer with a Rotherham fan. So if you want to support some a Rotherham boxer, I think he's be third, uh, second to last on on Saturday at the Arena. So if you go in, enjoy it and support Rotherham fans. Something good come out of town. When it's not good about football, <laughs> we'll find something else good. Uh, to talk about. Um, Danny, uh, we only got Southampton on Saturday. Um, you know, in, you know, six away with defeats in a row, 19 without a win, nine wins in a million games away from home. Uh, <laughs> then it's just, so what, Southampton, how are you, how are you feeling about Saturday? Um, I'll say the same that I said on the um, 
the Southampton podcast, it's either going to go one of two ways. We are going to get absolutely battered or we'll somehow win 1-0 and it's going to come off Jordan Hugel's backside. <clears throat> There'll be no in-between and I'm really leaning on the fact that we might get battered. I mean, I, I said to them it'll be 4-0 to them and they were shocked. That was before the Bristol City game. That was before the Bristol City game and they were shocked. <laughs> like, they were quite kind to be fair. They said like, oh, we might win 1-0, 2-0, you know, and it's like, nah, I've got you guys down for four. You know, <laughs> we could see a repeat and um, a Newcastle Chef United just switched. <laughs> oh, this is the kind of positivity. We've normally, we are surely normally the Happy Clappers podcast, but it's not working at the minute. Um, Nick? What? Is it is it written for a for a stupid Rotherham somehow win or can you see this being a really really long afternoon? I can see it being a long afternoon no matter what, even if we're winning one nil. You know, if, if we're winning one nil, it'd be a longer afternoon, won't it? Um, you know, previously I'm going to ah, I don't want to tempt fate. Russell Martin doesn't tend to do very well against us. True. He's got some wins, he's got some losses, but he doesn't tend to um, to get his, you know, get his own way. Um, it's an ideal opportunity for the for the team to, to get a little bit of confidence inside them because they've got nothing to lose. They go in there already having lost the game, as far as everybody else is concerned. You know, so that's the motivation for them really to 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 go and and have a pop. You know as well as I do. I think we all know. Teams that are managed by Russell Martin and similar managers, if you get in their faces and have a go and they don't like it and they can't deal with it, mm. they can't deal with it. Um, so, and, and Southampton have proved that many times already this season. Um, so, that that for me is the, it has to be the game plan. We haven't used that game plan for much of the season. The only time we have probably arguably is against Leicester and Norwich and it was a success mm. against Norwich and could arguably have been a success against uh, Leicester and should have been a success against Blackburn. You know, all very similar teams who play in a very similar way. So, yeah, I mean, the the, the, the clever money, if there is such a thing, is on us getting absolutely tated, isn't it? You know? Yes. But, Sadly. Um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Which team turns yeah. up? There's going to be changes. Has got to be. Mm. Yeah, I mean the thing is, Joy. This, this is the way I'm. I'm looking at it. Is that Southampton have got an excellent team. Southampton are better than us, man for man. They are. There's no. There's no two ways about it. But they've shown that they can be got at. There's other teams this season that have put them under a lot of pressure. And they've really, really struggled. The way I see it is, if we sit back and try and soak up pressure, we're, we're going to lose two or three nil. If we go and attack and put pressure under them, we, we may well still lose two or three nil. But their defence has already shown that they are not perfect. So if we put them under a, a bit of pressure, there there is something there that you can maybe exploit. I know they're a good run, but you've got to got to put these under pressure and see what happens. Well, I mean, this is it. I mean, we're, we're down for a, a, a battering, aren't we? By everybody, we've you know, on everybody's acre, Southampton to win. You know, we've just got to go for it, haven't we? We've mm. just got to go for it. There's, there's no other option you know whether we get battered three nil by sitting back and playing like we have been all negatively recently or you know let's go let's have a go mm. you know and still get battered three nil but at least we've had a go 
We can we can take you know, that. You, I can accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I, mean, I think most of us could. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we put a performance in of some sort, rather than just, uh, you know, give up give up in with a whimper like we have done recently at Uddersfield and another at Cardiff, you know, mm. let's just go for it, you know. Come mm. on. Yeah. And let's not We've not been good enough black. defensively. Good, oh, sorry. Yeah, well, you know, we've got no defence anyway, have we? So, you know. Well, exactly that as well. It doesn't really matter, yeah. does it? So, yeah. therefore, if we've got no defence, the best form of defence is attack. It is. So, exactly. let's, yeah. let's put some attacking people on there. Let's get Appiah on there. Let's get Nombe on there. Mm. You know, let, yeah. let's, let's just go for it. You know, let, let Kelly have a go because he's, you know, he's an instinctive striker. You know, yeah. give him a little pop. Maybe Eves will get one off his ponytail. Who knows? <laughs> it could yeah. be it could be seven all because they ain't got a defence either, have they? So no. Yeah. Um, a couple of things on here. Matt Mill says just afraid if we go one one nil early, how far will the heads drop? If we go to one nil, the heads mm. will drop to the floor instantly. That's that's where they are mentally. The players at the minute, I think. Mm. Um, Chris says we don't have a plan to win, only not to lose, but we do that anyway. Phil and Matt, Mike said Matt Taylor's not going to change. He, he's gone for it in the past, Danny. I don't. We've been negative this season, but this idea that Matt Taylor is a negative coach is way, way off the mark. We saw some really positive performances and, and setups and and things last season. He has got it in him. He is a positive coach. But we just need to see it this season. Yeah, and you know Matt Taylor. <clears throat> we've talked about substitutes, substitutions before, but Matt Taylor's bread and butter is actually to bring strikers on, yeah. as as your changes, and and he very rarely brings defenders on unless it's really called for. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think he's in it, not not to put a swing on things, but I think Paul Warren was more of a defensive minded coach because he always brought defenders on. And we're seeing the same issues at Derby that we spoke about. How he brings the defender, the defender on, it upsets the back line, and then they'll concede. Um, but Taylor's not like that. He only makes defensive changes if and when he needs to. But I think he'd much rather bring on uh, Appiah, Eves. Um, we've seen Kelly come on as well, and we've and we've talked about it before. They're just a lot of the time too late. Um, so I, I don't think he's. Um, a negative or defensive-minded coach, I think he just finds himself in a negative situation. Mm. Yeah. Um, Max says one or two performances, positive performances, or 40, match, 40 matches, there were plenty of positive performances last season. Mm -hmm. They weren't consecutively, but there were plenty of positive performances last season under Matt Taylor. Even some of those we lost or drew. Um, I, I'd have to go back and look at the fixtures, but there were... We were raving about him last season, you know. We were absolutely raving about him. Ten games ago, ignore these ten games, we were raving about Matt Taylor and, and what he did last season. So I understand we're all upset and angry, but let's not forget the previous games because um, there has been a lot of positivity. I know it's hard. Um, Mick, what change are you making? Let's go personal. Obviously, we don't know the defence. There's no point talking about defence because we've no idea. Um, but going forward... For me, I start Nombe and Appiah because yeah. I thought Nombe had his best period that he's had for us, and Appiah was 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 fantastic. So those are our two musts for me. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, I, 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 definitely, that gives us some pace up front. Uh, Appiah was was excellent when he's 
when he's come in the last two games, um, you know, and, and he's, he's quite clearly got the ability to change a game. Who hopefully will be a little bit more on it now. He's got a little bit more fitness under his belt. Uh, maybe we swap uh, Cafu and, and Ollie Rathbone around in that in that midfield. Um, for me personally, um, based on performances the other night, Fred might be the one that drops out, but mm-hmm. um, we'll have to wait and see on that. Uh, defensively, like you say, we weren't got a clue. I don't. There's, there's absolutely no point. Uh, but it, it definitely needs a change um, up top, um, in my view. Um, so we'll have to wait and see, won't we, what uh, what Matty Taylor decides. But Appiah, for me, has to start. Mm. Agreed. Just finish joy on that on selection. Is there any, anything else you want to see changed or formation or anything else you want to see changed for Saturday? Well, it's difficult without knowing what personnel we're going to have, isn't it? You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with what both you and Mick have said about Appiah and Number and swapping Cafu and um, Rathbone around. We want Rathbone at his ratting best, don't we? Mm. To have some sort well, of especially against them. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Tihi, fine. Don't have a problem with that. Um, Cafu, not a problem. Stroke Lucas, not a problem. Um, uh, you know, it, that picks itself because we haven't got an inordinate amount of midfielders available either, have we? Let's be brutally honest. We just seem <laughs> to have a, a surfeit of attacking uh, players that don't seem to get on the pitch. So uh, mm. that's the area that I think, you know, is likely to be tweaked. Yeah, I agree. Let's go through some predictions. Um, Mick, through will win. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I've kind of backed myself into a corner with my two 0 win predictions, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Why not go for it? Mm, Pen stop looking. You're like a genius if we win two 0 I think um, yeah, on awards night at the end of the season, we should have an award for most ridiculous prediction of the season because I'm, I'm putting my name forward now for a nomination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine if we win. Um, yeah, I've gone 3 0 to Southampton. I went on to the show, that's my prediction. I'm not positive. Uh, Danny, uh, I'm sticking with what I said on the Southampton podcast 4 0 to them, no, which I think is my first predicted loss of the season, and it's a big one. Joy, mm. any, anything positive? Uh, I'm gonna go that I think I, I, I'm gonna say we'll get a goal, okay? We're gonna get a goal, so what at least one. To Rotherham, but I can't see us winning, so I'll say 3 1. Fair enough. The problem I have is that we are unlikely to score more than one away at Southampton, and we're not going to keep a clean sheet. Uh, So, best case scenario is probably a draw, but we'll see. Phil says 3 9, Julius says Southampton. Uh, RFCK says 4 1 to Southampton. John says 6 1 to Southampton. Mike says Mick's crazy to predict the Rotherham win. <laughs> Scott Kent says 5 or 6 0. I assume these are all Southampton. Chris Tether, Powerman says 3 0. Saren Sukumar with a bit of positivity. 2 2 with a Tom Eves brace. Can yes, you imagine? Oh, imagine. Yozert <clears throat> says 5 1 with an Adams hat trick. John S, 4 3. Do you know what? I'd almost take a 4 3 loss. Because that means we would have had a, we would have had a proper goal, wouldn't we, if it ended up being 4 3? Um, 
Dave Lawton says fun. John Oster replies John Oster obviously is a South Coaster, and he mentioned that their fans are not particularly happy. So if you can get ahead of much like we did against Southampton, if you can get ahead of, of some of, of these teams who have big, big, big home support, they can find themselves under a bit of pressure. Mm-hmm. And again, Russ Martin teams have not dealt with pressure very well in the past. So you've got to try and exploit that. Um, we won't. We'll sit back. We'll lose 3-0, but we all know what we want to see. Um, fish off. Jamie's with you, Mick. Jamie's with you. 2 1 to the Millers. Nice not all and so is Neil. Come on, Neil. Finish on that. We'll Anything else? That him crying to our beer together. <laughs> Anything else we need to mention? Is there anything rather related, positive related that you can possibly think of to finish us off on anybody? I just, I mean, the 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 uh, 31st minutes applause is that was excellent for uh, for Josh Vickers. Um, last night, I'm hugely impressed with that. Uh, credit to the referee as well, yeah, for um, stop it, kind of stopping the game and joining in, you know, mm. which uh, which was excellent. Um, so just yeah, that's uh, I thought I thought that was uh, that was very good. Yeah, it was. They raised, I think, the club said they raised about seven hundred and fifty quid or something like that. Um, yes. for the um, for the care, I can't I can't remember. I haven't got it in front of me, which is bad of me, but. We've raised a lot. The club have raised a lot of money, which is really, really good. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you all for being with us. We've got a question. Who's the ref? Chris Tether there. We have the referee of John Busby. I can't... Now, that name does ring a bell, sadly. Yes. Um, if you want to fill time, I can have a look at his record, if you like. It doesn't... It's not... It's, I, yeah, I don't... I mean, I don't have a good memory of any referee, but, um, you know, we'll... Uh... <laughs> Are we commenting on uh, MT's year in charge at all? Yes. We've got a coming up, um, Joy, which uh, we could perhaps see if he'll come on and uh, and discuss it with us. (laughs) 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 Um, We'll come back to that, Joy, but I just want to mention John Busby. There is a reason John Busby. Um, We've already had an apology from him this season. Uh, Oh, Lord. It was the referee from the Stoke game that sent Caff yes. off. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. John I'm, Go on. I'm going to be um, I'm going to be petitioning for that game to be replayed. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm a Blackburn game. <clears throat> yeah, I reckon we should have that Bowser game replayed as well. Well, that's not good. I mean, that's yeah, I agree with that. And there's, uh, well, I know he's going to extend the season by three uh, three games at least. But um, you know, injustice it needs to be dealt with. <laughs> John wants to know what you thought of the ref last night, Mick, with him not giving a penalty to Bristol City. I haven't watched this back because I don't want to watch last night back. Have you seen it? Seen the incident I, the first half? I haven't seen it, no. Um and, and that's not me putting my hands over my eyes and pretending I'm not I'm not there. I, I genuinely didn't see uh I didn't see what that was. So um I thought it was it was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Some poor, some poor moments, but it, it was nothing to speak about. Yeah, no, yeah. No. Um, yeah. Anything? Yeah. Yeah. you're in charge. If you want, do you want to mention anything in that? Anything? Just, just it's, one it's, more thing. What's happened on. to this time wasting? Like well, and adding time on. It not exist. The one thing that's going to be carried on all season. Yeah, don't exist. Yeah, you know, we 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 let a player, one of their players, go off the pitch. And we stopped the game while he changed his boots off the pitch. Hmm. 
Uh, it's ridiculous. But anyway, there you go. How would you rate Matt Taylor's? We're going to hour 10. We're running really long. Rate Matt Taylor's first year in charge out of 10. And this is a really hard one because we're spreading over two seasons. But Danny, very quickly, Matt Taylor out of 10 in the late last year. Um, I'd probably say a seven. Seven's very positive. Kept us up. Kept us up, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did. And I, but I think the uh, the start to this season has let him down. So it's like yeah. a, a seven, but like just a seven, yeah. I think. Yeah, six and a half, seven for me, Mick. Wow. Um, I will go in. Uh, the first number that sprang into my mind were four. Four out of ten? Yeah, I think so. Lot to oh. learn. Could do better. So a happy clapper. <laughs> well, <laughs> God, I'm glad I was sat down when Mick said that. No, uh, a four because his his, his start to this season has been appalling. However, there are some mitigating circumstances, so we'll okay. Back. John S says one. <laughs> Chris Dillis says six. John Merrill says six out of ten kept us up, but as everybody's school report says, could do better. Joy. Yeah, I'm going halfway. Five. Mm. You know, That's kept fine. us up last season, but he's, we've started off this season poorly. But like we say, mitigating circumstances. So, room for improvement. Yes. Yeah, he's got work to do. And it's all <laughs> on his back. Scott Kent and Yozra with Mick and Sam Darby says four. Simon Zuckerman says five. Um, yeah. I've been more positive. I don't I don't get life sometimes. But anyway, um, <laughs> Jamie says, if we win, I'll buy Mick a hot chocolate at every home game and a tripod for the instant reactions. <laughs> um, and John Hendry says, if we win at Southampton, then I'll buy everybody on this thread a pint and a curry. <laughs> There's some promises being thrown out here. Um, if, we, if, we, if we win at Southampton, um, <clears throat> trying to think of the most outlandish thing that I can do. Um, fishing Sweden or something stupid like that again? <laughs> in fact no um, if we beat Southampton I want everyone to come to the Woodman on Sunday and I will do a dirty pint at the end of my shift and that's everything out the waste tray if we win if we win right, that's okay. how unconfident I am that we'll beat Southampton okay Mick Joy do you want to volunteer to something stupid or do you want to keep your sensible hats on well, I'm doing something stupid. I'm actually going to Southampton. So <laughs> stupid than that, can you really? After okay. recent performances. <laughs> so think of me. Think of yeah. me schlepping down to St Mary's. Uh, Jamie says, shave your head. Mick, I think that's aimed at you. Shave your head if we win. <laughs> if, uh, if, if we win, I shall do Sunday night's podcast in the car from a car park in Wales with the window <laughs> With the window up. Open. Open. Apologies. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's as far as I'm going. <laughs> tweet us anything you've got, because this could go on all night. Uh, we, need to, we need to leave. It's been an hour and 12 minutes. I'm happy we've been able to finish on some positive and a bit of a laugh, because <laughs> it's not always easy. It's me and me did the instant reaction last night, and I just didn't know what to say, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the easiest, so... Thank you all for being with us. Thank you for watching the interaction. Uh, thank you for watching us on here. Please subscribe to YouTube if you haven't already. Give us a give the video a like. Give us a thumbs up uh, if you can as well. If you listen to iTunes and Spotify, please make sure you've subscribed. I don't think we'll have time to do a scout report for Southampton. It's been a busy week, so I don't think I'm going to have time to get somebody in for that. Um, but we'll move on. You've got Ipswich next. That's an easy game. And Coventry after easy game. We've got easy games. We'll get some, some 
yeah, some yeah. points. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Um, we are next Sunday evening live on YouTube or Monday morning. If you're listening to us, that that the other way through audio. Um, safe trips for a thousand or so that's going down to Southampton. It's a hell of a trip. Please support the Millers. Get behind them because they need you, and hopefully they'll do us do us right. Um, Mick, thank you for there's anything anything else, Mick. No, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Good. Thank you very much, Joy, for being with us. Pleasure. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And Danny, as always, thank you very much, even though your Wi-Fi did us. Yeah, it pulled an hamstring, didn't it? But I do like John's comment <clears throat> about if you win, you buy a round for everyone in the pub instead. Yeah, that's much more sensible. I'll stick with that new suggestion from John. Fair enough. I like it. Thank you all for being with us. I was going to say the pub that the London Millers were going to do uh, go at meeting burnt Same. down last night. So yeah, good start oh, God. before we even get to Southampton. <laughs> the curse of Rotherham United is spreading. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? The, yeah, the curse. Do we, do we think we need to get like an exorcist or something in at New York Stadium? Because something, <laughs> something's amiss with this team. I think so. We'll, we'll work on the international break. Work on something. Uh, thank you all for being with us. We'll see you next time and up the millers. Up the millers. Up, up the millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.